As we contemplate the sufferings of Jesus tonight, we might quite naturally feel some sadness in our hearts, remembering all that Jesus endured for us on that first Good Friday some 2,000 plus years ago. But Good Friday, my brothers and sisters, is not first and foremost a day for sadness. First and foremost, Good Friday is a day for gratitude, for thanksgiving. Because as Isaiah tells us in tonight's first reading, by the wounds of Jesus, we are healed. That is to say, by the words of Jesus, our Lord and Savior, we can be forgiven for anything and everything. By the wounds of Jesus, we can break whatever evil is present in our lives. We can put it behind us forever if we sincerely repent. That is possible by his wounds, and only by his wounds. Thank you, God, That's what we should all say. Reminds me of the woman who went to her parish priest one day and told him that she had seen Jesus. The priest was rightly skeptical about the claim. I would certainly have been skeptical in his place. So he said to her, Madam, when Jesus appears to you again, ask him to tell you my sins. Since I confessed to another priest in confession last week, only Jesus and the priest know what these sins were. And the priest can't tell you because he's bound by the seal of confession. If this apparition tells you what my sins were, then I'll believe you. Then I'll believe it's Jesus. Two weeks later, the woman came back. The priest said to her, Well, did Jesus appear to you again? She said, Yes. Did you ask him what my sins were? She said, Yes. And what did Jesus say? He said, Go tell your priest, I have forgotten his sins. He believed her after that. See, Jeremiah prophesied in chapter 31 of his book of prophecies. He prophesied that when the new covenant was instituted, God would forget our sins. I will remember your sins no more, Scripture tells us. In other words, when we repent of our sins, they're not only forgiven, but they're forgotten by God. Now, that doesn't mean that he doesn't know we did the sin. But it means that it never comes between us and him again. It's forgotten. It's over there. It's out of the picture. I think we all know how much it hurts when another person says they forgive us for something, and then later on that same person throws the sin back in our face, rubs our nose in. God will never do that. He's told us so. And it's because of the wounds of his son. So I suppose for each and every one of us, the important question tonight is, which wound am I most grateful for? As an individual, as a sinner, which wound am I personally most grateful for? You see, it's not a coincidence that Jesus had the specific wounds he had. Those different wounds which were inflicted on different parts of his body 
point to the many different sins that he took that day to the cross. For example, we are told that his head was crowned, wounded, with a crown of thorns. That was for all of our sins of the mind, the angry thoughts, the uncharitable thoughts, the hateful thoughts, the prideful thoughts, the impure thoughts, the despairing thoughts. It seems more and more people are having those these days, unfortunately. Believe it or not, Jesus was also wounded in his head with that crown of thorns for our many sins of the tongue. Because every sin of the tongue begins in the mind. So as that precious blood of his flowed down from the deep cuts the thorns made in his head, our sins of lying and gossip and slander and cursing were all washed away. He was also wounded in his hands. Because of those wounds, every abortionist who's used his hands to destroy innocent human life can be forgiven if he repents. Because of those wounds, every murderer can have his sins washed away if he repents. Because of those wounds, the repentant thief on our Lord's right was forgiven. Because of those wounds, all sins of violence and impurity committed with our hands can be washed away forever. Then our Lord was wounded in his sacred heart. As we heard in tonight's account of the Passion from the Gospel of John, once one of the soldiers ran a lance into his side and immediately blood and water flowed out. Our Lord's heart was wounded in that way for the many times that we put other things or other people before God. And that can easily happen. Might be a spouse, might be a friend, might be a group of people that we want to fit in with, might be a sport, might be money, might be getting ahead professionally, it might be something else. But praise God, whatever it is, the fact that our Lord's heart was punctured with that spear means that we can be forgiven if we turn away from the idol and put the real God back on the throne of our heart where he belongs. And finally, our Lord's feet. Those were pierced with nails for all the times when we didn't walk away from situations where we knew we'd be strongly tempted to sin. They were wounded for the times when we've gone to places we know we shouldn't have gone to. The party where we knew people would be drinking heavily, acting promiscuously. The movie where we knew our minds would be filled with violent images, lustful images. We say in the act of contrition, do we not, that we will avoid the near occasion of sin. See, our Lord's feet were wounded for all the times we failed to do that. So forgiveness would be possible even for those sins that we could have easily avoided and should have easily avoided, but didn't. Which wound am I most grateful for? As we venerate the cross tonight during this Good Friday service, I ask you to think of that question. 
By your veneration, express your heartfelt gratitude to the Son of God, who saved you, who saved all of us by his wounds, and who now offers us forgiveness and strength, the strength to live free from the power of sin. The author of Hebrews said to us a few moments ago in our second reading, let us confidently approach the throne of grace to receive mercy and to find grace for timely help. May we all do that tonight as we approach the cross, and then later on as we receive the Savior himself, body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Holy Eucharist.